Hello and welcome to the Minds on the Frontline podcast, brought to you by the Wayne State University Frontline Strong Together program in collaboration with the Michigan Crisis and Access Line. Frontline Strong Together, or FST5, provides streamlined access to behavioral health resources, as well as increased access to crisis services to Michigan's Frontline 5, which includes all professional, part-time, and volunteer firefighters, EMS, law enforcement, corrections officers, and 911 dispatchers. The Michigan Crisis and Access Line, or MICAL, serves as the central call center for the FST5 program. FSD5 was collaboratively created by first responders and mental health experts to provide 24-7 live support, effective resources, and cutting-edge services to prevent and alleviate PTSD, anxiety, depression, and other frontline work-related mental health challenges. Need help now? If you are experiencing any crisis, work-related, substance abuse, depression, relationships, financial, or any other, reach out by calling 1-833-34-STRONG or go to fst5.org for more information. In this episode, we will introduce you to Manisha Leary, the FST5 Program Manager who oversees all Frontline Strong operations. In addition, we're joined by Jim Payton, who is the MyCal Administrator who oversees the Central Call Center for the FST5 Program. During this episode, our guests will provide an overview of the Frontline Strong Together program. In addition, Jim and Manisha will describe what first responders can expect when contacting FST5 for help. And now our hosts, Jeff Lassers and Mike Mattern. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm perfect. We're finally kicking this off. I'm very excited to be here with you today. This is our very first episode of the Minds on the Frontline podcast. Absolutely, man. For many people listening right now who probably don't know who the heck we are, Let's start with you. Who are you? What do you do? And where do you do it? Let's give everybody a background. I'm Mike Mattern. I've worked with the Dearborn Fire Department for 17 years. I'm one of the members of the peer support team there for the past five years. I'm the chairperson of the MPFFU Behavioral Health Committee. And I also work with Wayne State University and their Frontline Strong program. So Mike, you got a pretty big background with this peer support stuff. You didn't just show up and say, hey, I can talk in front of audiences about it. Give everybody a background on leading into why you've become kind of a local subject matter expert on peer support teams for the first responder community. One of the reasons that really brought me to it is seeing firsthand that for a while there, there was nothing for first responders. We were given the, the EAP card or just given a number to call and Nobody really took the time to learn about the first responders, how we worked, how we operated, and really dug in deep to who we are and what we need after these traumatic events. You know, for the longest time, it was suck it up, deal with it. If you can't handle it, find another job. And that has caused a lot of problems. And as firefighters, we look at problems and we go, how do I fix this? You give me a problem, I'm going to fix it. Well, one of the problems was there's nothing out there for first responders when it came to mental health. Personally, I dealt with some things and it was like, you know, this is a screwed up system how do we fix it? As I was talking to other people, I found out that other people had the same issues, the same problems, finding mental health help, or even finding anybody that's competent to deal with us. And there was a lot of us out there and it was like, okay, well, there's got to be a better way to fix this. There's got to be a better way to do it within. A lot of this stuff started. So you just kind of got your hands dirty and then kind of found yourself traveling down the road with this, if you will, kind of gaining contacts and resources and figuring out where are all the pieces. It's not like nothing existed. It just wasn't streamlined to the point where when I recognize in myself or someone else that needs help, it wasn't an automatic and easy response for us to deploy. And I think as first responders, we're so systematic doers that I need to know the ABCs of helping myself and others when it comes to behavioral and mental health. 
Absolutely. And I think that firsthand experience, you learned what didn't work. So you go, these were the barriers for me to get help. How do I fix it? When you personally go through it, you go, well, this is messed up. Well, this is messed up. This is messed up. Well, we can either just go, hey, that's messed up and complain about it, or you can do something about it. And that's where we're at right now is it's starting to gain a lot of momentum where people are like, okay, these are first responders coming in to talk to first responders. We have an idea of what each other kind of goes through, and it makes it a little easier to have that conversation or talk to people because we share that commonality between us. Yeah. First and foremost, we're all humans. That's it. You got a wife and a kid, right? Yep. I got a wife and two kids. We're human beings. We got to go through this all together. And then on top of that, we got to assume a lot of people's worst days of their lives, as we put it. Absolutely. And nobody walks out that door the last day of work the same as they walked in the first day. We all deal with traumatic events. We all deal with things that change us and affect us. So why don't we try to get through it together? So after 17 years at Dearborn, the last, what, four or five, really getting into the peer support world and now digging our heels in in the podcast world, I think we're pretty well set up to get this thing moving down the road with our new partners, Wayne State and Frontline Strong. And this podcast, Minds on the Frontline. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that Frontline Strong has done is they've come out to the first responders and said, hey, what do you need? And that's nothing that's ever happened before is they recognize they have the clinical background knowledge, but they don't necessarily culturally know how to deal with us. And that's where they brought in first responders and they brought in police, fire, EMS, corrections, dispatchers to say, what is it that you need in your specific areas for us to help you? And that's one of these things is, you know, the podcast where we're going to bring in first responders from different disciplines and we're going to have that conversation that never has really happened before. It's that we're going to talk openly as first responders about mental health in our different areas and people who are listening can really relate to the people who are talking because it's these are the conversations we know what's going on, but no one's really had the conversations before. You can sit there and you can listen to it and you can learn something about mental health and what's going on. You might see it within yourself like, okay, wow, they're dealing with the same thing I'm dealing with. I thought I was the only one who felt this way. Well, here these people are talking about it. I'm not the only one. And that's really what I really hope the podcast really accomplishes is that fact that it makes those conversations easier and and people are listening to it and go, there isn't something wrong with me. I'm reacting like a human, how a human should, and make those conversations normal. Because once we kind of start making these conversations normal, that's where people start getting help. That's where they're not afraid to say, yeah, you know what? That run was tough on me and I need to go talk to somebody or I'm not right after that. And that's okay. Like you talked about, we're humans. We react as humans. Just because we put on a uniform doesn't stop us from feeling things or having things affect us. So that's where I think this whole program, Frontline Strong, and all the different things that they're doing, we're really moving that ball forward in that realm. Awesome. Well, you, Jeff, why don't you introduce yourself to these lovely people out here? Right on, man. Well, I'm Jeff Lassers, firefighter paramedic, West Bloomfield Fire Department. Been there since 2004, coming up on that 19th year, 18th year. I can't do math. That's why I'm a fireman. Been there a long time. Since then, I've worked at Oakland Community College in the EMS and fire training programs. I've worked for Oakland County Medical Control Authority, working my way up as the EMS system manager, doing a lot of education and protocol development and initiatives that way. And then I became a podcast host during the pandemic. So I think a lot of people gained skills that wanted to do something with their time during that. And I learned to edit audio. I was already an educator for a long time. And I figured, you know, why not put all this together into a package and be able to do it from home? Let's be honest. I'm doing this so I can do it from anywhere. But it allows me the opportunity to have really good conversations. I've been told my whole life I talk too much. And so now I'm like, well, why not turn that into a job, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't believe that about you. No. (laughs) Yeah. Funny that I can not shut up. Yeah. Uh, Curse and a blessing. But it's like everything else. If you use it the right way, it's just another tool. But yeah, I'm really happy to be here with you. 
I'm not educated or trained in a behavioral health or mental health and wellness arena. My training is more of like a education tour guide or information tour guide where I can take you on a cruise with people that know what they're talking about and then help curate that information. So my role through this whole podcast we're doing together is to kind of produce, ask questions and learn along the way. And I hope that your experiences really help us to create the synergistic enriching experience for our listeners. Cause I think we got a lot to say and we got some pretty big resources behind us. Absolutely. I think we have the power of Wayne State University and their FST5 program, but also the first responders in the state who are going to be behind it. Absolutely. I think the number one champion, we're about to hear from her, Manisha Leary. In this episode, you're going to hear from Manisha Leary and Jim Payton. But Manisha Leary, let me tell you something. That young lady is the heart and soul of this program who has been pushing this thing through Wayne State. She does have a connection to the first responder community, although she's not a first responder. She definitely has us in the top of her priority list. Manisha is tenacious. She doesn't stop. When she wants to get something accomplished, it's not, well, I don't know if we can do it. It's, all right, how are we going to do it? From the first time I met her and talked about the program, she's been very open and honest. Like, I don't know what I don't know. I've read the books about this stuff, but I can't live in your world. And you teach me about your world. And I think that's one of the greatest things she ever did. I mean, she came out, she actually did third rides with us, went on runs, hung around the station just so she got to learn about us and talk to the people and learn about the culture. And I think that's one of the biggest things about her is she's humble enough to go, I don't know what I don't know. Whereas other times there's sometimes maybe clinicians who think, you know, I've got 17 credentials on the wall. You should listen to me where she's put that all aside and just said, teach me. I want to learn about you. And that's phenomenal. I felt nothing but love and trust from that lady, and she's awesome. Manisha, we love you. This has been a great ride so far. We're going to do you proud. So we're also going to meet Jim Payton from MyCal. What you'll learn about in this episode is that Frontline Strong offers like a streamlined access to behavioral and mental health services and really crisis resources to all of the Frontline Five. And like we said, professional, volunteer, part-time of the Frontline Five. That's fire, EMS, police, corrections, and dispatchers, and their families. So when any of those people have a problem, they access the resources of Frontline Strong, but they do it through MyCal, which is basically the answering service for Frontline Strong. And Jim Payton runs that thing over there. He's managing that program over there. He's doing a fantastic job. He's leading the way with a number of first responders that when you call the line, a first responder answers, helps you through your situation, and guides you to the right resources. And that's one of the best things about MyCal is it's not only run by a first responder, But when you pick up the phone and you call, first responders are answering your call. So this is all first responder driven. They make sure they do a phenomenal job with confidentiality, that the confidentiality of the callers is top notch. They have the resources and the people who are answering the phone live in the world of the people who are calling. And that's been another difference with this program and with MyCal and with Wayne State. As much as they can get first responders involved in the process, they want them there. They want it to be first responders program. And they're doing a phenomenal job with it. Well, let's listen to what Manisha and Jim have to say about this program. I can't wait. Let's get to the guests. Manisha, kick it off. Who are you? What do you do? And where do you do it? I am Manisha Leary. I am the program manager for Frontline Strong Together, also known as FST5. We are a program that streamlines access to mental health and crisis services for first responders and their families. So I am a licensed, trained clinical trauma therapist. I've been in the game for about 12 years doing trauma. 
from Wayne State, from doing my clinical work here, got roped into doing the Frontline Strong program because it has a personal connection for me. So I have been leading the pact on Frontline Strong for Wayne State since we started. And technically, you're my and Mike's boss. So thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely. You're doing a wonderful job. You're doing no great. You're the best we've ever problem. had, actually, so far. You guys are awesome. I'm so happy to have you guys here. Thank you. And let's talk to our partner here, Jim Payton. Jim, who are you? What do you do? And where do you do it? My name is Jim Payton. I work for MyCal. I'm a former firefighter paramedic, and I'm the administrator for the crisis line for Frontline Strong. Right on. We'll get into what all those things are here shortly, and thank you very much for joining us. Manisha, let's get right into it. What is Frontline Strong Together 5, or FST5, and how does it serve the first responder community of Michigan? So FST5, again, the Frontline Strong Together is the FST, and five is the five different discipline groups that we serve through this program. So we work with police. Fire, EMS, corrections, and dispatch. This is offered through the entire state of Michigan for first responders and their families. What happened was is that we had a lot of our union groups come together and say, our members need help. Our members need access to help. There needs to be no barriers to access to help, and we need to get this done right away. So they went to the state and uh, petitioned for this grant that MDHHS has issued to Wayne State to be the judiciary of. And here we are. So we're about two years in. First year was pilot year. This is our second actually active year. And we're going strong. It's a pretty good program so far. Right on. So it seems like your program's really designed, again, for the five, and that would be professional and part-time and volunteer firefighters, EMS, law enforcement officers, correction officers, and obviously our 911 dispatchers. So we've talked before the show that there's really two primary things that I want you to touch on that you guys do is number one, streamlined access to behavioral health services. And the other one is increased access to crisis services. Can you touch on those two primary things that FST5 offers? Absolutely. We'll start with the access to mental and behavioral health services. And that is widely based off our website. So fst5.org, you can go to and find an array of services specifically for those five disciplines and their families. The access there will be us trying to make sure that people have a space to go to to not only anonymously get what they need in terms of services, but also have access to treatment, access to providers, and access to peer teams. So that is the biggest part for our mental health and behavioral health services to the website. And through our crisis line, we have a 24-7, 365 line that any one of our first responders and or their families or any other members in the community that want to help someone in these five discipline groups can call and get crisis services with no barriers. So people are calling and they're getting the phone picked up right away and they're getting the services that they need. And I think one of the important things to say with the FST5, the services and the treatment, the clinicians, all of those have been vetted through Wayne State University and first responders. So all of them are culturally competent in all of the disciplines. So when you go there and you look for those peer support teams or you look for the clinicians that might be on the list, you know that when you go to call them, they know how to deal with first responders. And I think that's one of the important things to note when it comes to the access to those, because before it was, you kind of just cold called somebody and you hope they knew what they were talking about. FST5 has actually taken the time to look at each clinician, vet them, and then they go on the list. So if you call, you're getting somebody who's culturally competent. So Mike, you're bringing up a really good point there. And is the cultural competency can't just come out of a book because it's got to be learned. And then you need to get honest opinions from the people actually doing the jobs out in the field. You've been a big part of that. So can we touch on more of the people who make up FST5? It's not just these culturally competent clinicians that we really, really love and we need to find more, but it's also the first responders that you're utilizing to build the foundation of this. Can you touch on that? 
So FST5 is a program that is for first responders by first responders. Hence our podcasts and webinars. We literally use our first responders for everything that we use and offer throughout this program. It services, again, the first responders and their families. Wayne State offers access to treatment. A lot of other agencies throughout the state offer access to treatment as well. And then through the crisis line, there is support for you to be able to talk to someone in the need of a crisis. You can get access to a peer person. So anyone in your discipline who you would rather talk to if you don't want to talk to a specialist on the crisis line. And then also you have a space where you can find what you need. So if you're interested to find more about PTSD, you can go to the website. If you're interested to find more about depression, anxiety, you can go there. So honestly, this program is for the first responders in the state of Michigan, and it will remain that way. The other thing that I'd like to touch on with working with the program and seeing it firsthand is everybody in the program really had time to come out and do third rides. They come out into our world and see what our world is about. And firsthand knowledge, you know, you go on those runs, you go to the trainings with these crews, you do all those things, and you really, they're really picking up who we are, how we work, how we operate. And that's one of the biggest differences between all of the programs that I've seen try to be started before. Nobody ever did that. Nobody ever took the time to sit down with the first responders, go on runs with the first responders. And that's what Frontline Strong is really doing is taking that time to learn about all of us so they can help us in the best way possible. Okay, so you have culturally competent clinicians. We also have great first responders, but it takes more than that. Who else makes up your team? We have multiple aspects in arms of the program here with Wayne State. So we have clinicians that work into the program. We talked about them. We also have psychiatrists, access to psychiatrists and psychologists who lead the space of offering trauma treatment for first responders and their families. So we offer things like augmented reality. PTSD trauma treatments. We offer depression anxiety treatment. Also, we have everyone from clinical staff all the way to programming staff. We have a team that handles our budgets. We have a team that handles our marketing. We have a team that handles our videographer and travel space. All of the things that we do to go out and to do the grassroots work of this program, we have an entire team for that. So we were happy to be able to put in the time and space and the manpower into making this work. And everything's done from the ground up. Just like Mike was saying, we go into the departments, meet the people face to face. This is not a bunch of like calling and things like that. We get out and do the work. So, And I also think the most important thing about this is it's not an old thing rebuilt, right? It's a brand new, customized, built for 2022, 2023, 2024, and beyond. It's something that is nimble and never really been done before this way. And it's not trying to recycle old strategies that really didn't get us anywhere. So I commend you on thinking outside the box. So like you said, this is a very robust system. Where'd all the money come from? Where'd you steal it from to get this program going? (laughs) Yeah, we did. We had to to pull some drinks. No, um, so the money came from, it's a grant funded by MDHHS, which is the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. And so again, they had to decide who the money would go to, who would operate the grants. And Wayne State was the decision for that. And so on the Wayne State side, we offer the programming and the access to treatment side. And then we partner with MyCal, so the Michigan Crisis Access Line, to run and do all things for our crisis line, which is amazing. This partnership with Wayne State and MyCal has really worked out really well. And even more so because they understand the culture of Frontline Strong. They understand the work that we're doing with first responders and they keep it in that space. Absolutely. All right, so we don't want to ignore our friend Jim here too long. I think we left him on the bench for a minute. Oh, Jim's here. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Jim's here. Don't ignore my friend. It's, it's hard to miss me, I know. I get it. Uh, so 
you're with MyKale, which is a partner of FST5. So let's talk about this a little more clearly so our listeners understand the relationship between FST5 and MyKale. So MyKale is basically the central call center for Frontline Strong. When you call into Frontline Strong, you are getting a first responder that has been trained to deal with any crisis or situation that comes up. We have police officers, firefighters, and EMTs and paramedics working on the line right now. It is 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, and the calls are answered immediately upon pickup. And they can give them crisis intervention and also focus on resources that that have been supplied by Wayne State University that have been vetted for first responders. Okay, so Frontline Strong in its totality helps first responders and their family by access to resources and interventions. Whereas MyCal is the service that is the communication aspect of the receiving makes total sense. Where did MyCal come from? You partnered with them for a reason, right? So MyCal, you didn't come out of nowhere. MyCal was established uh, almost two years ago for crisis access for civilians and peers. And then Frontline Strong was added onto it. And Common Ground has been around for about 50 years at this point in time doing this kind of work. How does a first responder reach out and get help? Break it down for me. So the anchor of MST5 is the website and the phone number. Like the call line, you have to be able to do one or the other. We're not expecting you to get on the website and search through resources. Like that's not going to help you in that moment. We want you to call one eight three 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 four strong. Right? We want you to get on there and call that right away. To add to that, even if they're not in crisis at the time, if they need resources, they can call the number and get the resource. Absolutely. Well, that was going to be that's my next follow up question: Is when should I call? Right? Is mm-hmm. is it literally anything that's bothering me, or is it do I have to be to a certain point of my behavioral health is at such a bad disarray that I need to call then, or like? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need it yet. Or do I? Call it anytime. Call it anytime. So there's people out there who are super like, okay, I'd rather just use the web. But a lot of people want to talk to someone. They want to talk through with someone. I specifically need this. I'm struggling with my partner and my wife just asked for a divorce. Okay, call Frontline Strong together. We'll be able to help you talk you through that, get you to where you need for resources. And then if you need anything more than that, we'll take care of it. So I think... Literally, the number one thing I want people to do is pick up their phone for something. Either get mm-hmm. on the website or call the line. So it's not as just classically understood as like, you know, I'm having a mental health crisis. It's literally that you're recognizing that life's already hard enough and that first responders deal with a whole bunch. And this is designed to help soften the burden of those things. Absolutely. Right? And literally, if I'm just having financial issues, like I can't get out of debt on this and I don't even know where to turn to, I could call you. Yep. Yeah. All the way up until I feel suicidal. Or my child is showing signs of suicide. Mm -hmm. Or you simply need to find daycare. You're having issues with daycare, financial situations like you mentioned. Any situation that you're going through as a first responder or the family of a first responder, you call this line. And what happens then? First and foremost, we protect their anonymity. That's the key to this line is protecting their anonymity. Also, let them know that the call is their call. They do what they want. So they can, if they want to take the resources, they can. If they they don't, we're not forcing them to do anything. We're not pushing them into a corner. Nobody's going to know that they called. It's not going to be reported anywhere. And I think that's one of the biggest things when it comes to using these resources is that confidentiality that comes with it. You know, I mean, you don't want anybody to know you're using this phone number. Correct. You know, but you guys do a good job at, at protecting that confidentiality. But you also guys did a phenomenal job before this thing went live to have first responders call as test runs. And this line has been tested by first responders from across the state before it went live to make sure the line was doing what it was supposed to be doing. 
and that they could gain access. I mean, we threw things at them like I need financial help or I'm a caretaker for someone who's sick. Anything that we called for, we were able to get access to. So when you pick up that phone and you call that line, it's been tested and it's been tried out and it's been vetted and it's confidential. I mean, that's coming from a first responder perspective of Mm -hmm. that we've used it before we put it live. So don't hesitate to call for anything. Your problem, it may seem minute to you, but it's just as important as any other problem that's out there. So don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call. Truly, the only thing that we're asking when they call in is what type of first responder they are. They don't have to give their name. They don't have to give their phone number. They don't have to give anything. So they're protected all the way through this. And why do you collect that information? Just so we know what kind of first responder we're dealing with. That's it. It seems like you'd know what part of the market you're reaching. So if you're getting an overwhelming response from, let's say, EMS and fire, Mm -hmm. we could probably do a better job for corrections, dispatch, and law enforcement then. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's the only reason you guys are really collecting this. really all it is. How you can really maximize participation. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want to make sure that we are getting this information out to everybody. And we're trying so many different avenues, but we may miss something. So we always want to know what the data shows us and then what's happening. But at the end of the day, even if one person calls and we can help that one person, we've done our job. Before, we never really had access. You waited until you hit rock bottom and then you're calling. And with this line, it's let's take care of this problem before it gets to that point. Absolutely. You know, pick up the phone. When you think it's a small problem, let's take care of it as a small problem, not when we get to the point we're way far down the road with it. Absolutely. Yeah. As first responders, we suck it up. We continue to drink it down and keep going forward until it becomes so bad that it's reached a point that we're at a breaking point. And with this line, you have the ability to call and access before you get to that point. The minute you realize that something's going on or you need help, you can call this line. Dude, I think that was pretty good for our first episode. You got any remarks about what Manisha and Jim had to say? No, I think they did a phenomenal job. Jim, Manisha, you guys did phenomenal on our first podcast here. I hope people now understand what Frontline Strong is about and feel comfortable calling it and using the resources. Yeah, let's hit that one last time before we sign off. Why should I call, right? And at the end of the day, If you're even asking that question, call. If you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, I don't know if my problem qualifies for me to call this line, I'm sitting here telling you it does. Because if you're thinking about it right now, it's in your mind. It's something that's bothering you. It's one phone call away. Make the phone call right now. No problem is too big. No problem is too small for this line. Get in there, take care of it, and let's get it taken care of before it snowballs into something bigger. Great words, man. Thank you for listening to the Minds of the Frontline podcast. We hope you enjoyed this first episode and we have much more great content coming out soon. Remember, if you are experiencing any crisis, work-related, substance abuse, depression, relationships, financial, or any other, reach out by calling 1-833-34-STRONG or go to fst5.org for more information. Thank you for listening and have a great day.